Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Finding My Voice. This is going to be a quickie because um, I got a lot of stuff. It's Pride Month and I'm active in Pride Week, uh, being a little bit politically active. But there are a few things I want to mention. Uh, I'll, I'll say it in advance, as I sometimes do. Uh, I went to um, the uh, a reading of an excerpt from my friend Dallas's book. It's not out yet. It's going to be called Threads of Blood. Well, it is called Threads of Blood, but you can get it once it's published. Uh, it's getting published and it's cool. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, she, uh, my friend Dallas. And then, of course, afterwards, I'm going to write read, read a sonnet again. It's been a while. I love sonnets and it's a long one, but yes. First of all, uh, yes, um, I went to this uh, uh, graduation party of her writing school where she's been working on this fantasy novel, uh, first in the series. And I've uh, talked to her about this and like she's bounced ideas off me and uh, I've given her some insight because there's a trans character, actually two trans characters in her book and I helped her out with my perspective and uh, it, it's been great. And I do love the book. I'm probably biased, but I do love it. So you should totally get it. <laughs> it's not plug. I'm not just plugging it. I wanted to talk about uh, the reading. Like she got me and two people from her class to read lines from from the character from characters and she narrated it as she read it up on the stage and i got to play queen marielle uh, who is the main character's mother uh, who uh, who has a very very complicated past and uh, dallas de has studied uh, some acting theory similar to my own uh, partly at the same place where i studied acting and her husband studied there as well so we do have this same kind of jargon when it comes to getting into character and stuff now she's never role played yet but as I said before, Dallas, you're going to roleplay. I will make you roleplay. There is no escape. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being creepy, but you're going to love it. Anyway, um, so it struck me as I was doing this, as I was reading up on the character, she gave me a more fleshed out backstory than she would most who would just be reading a book. Because she knows my process. She, she knows about this process of mine that I really want to fill out everything in my backstory and as she knows I would, I also filled in blanks and, and just fleshed it out for myself. And it was going to be a dramatically, like an emotionally heavy scene. But my character was supposed to be stoic and, and hide those emotions. And they've been subdued by magical means. Um, but I needed the emotions to be there before I subdue them. So I did a lot of rehearsing at home and on the way. And yeah, I did cry when I did it on my own. When I read it on the stage, um, I kept the tears back, but you could hear the crying in my voice. And Dallas said you loved it. <laughs> and that was great to hear. But it just struck me that my acting process and my role-playing process is pretty much the same. The difference is on stage you have a script. Uh, that makes it a little trickier because you have to not know what's going to happen, even though you do. But what I've been talking about when acting, when you know who you are, when you know when you, where you've been, and you know how you felt, and you know what you want, and you really know it, not just, you know, written it down and worked it out, but you actually have the desires, and you have the fears, and you have the pains, and the memories, there's a specific uh, part of Mariel's backstory that really struck a chord with me, and I rehearsed that more than anything else, and it's a pretty gruesome one. I'm not even sure it's in the book, but it's in the character backstory, and it really helped. It really helped flesh it out. Gave me the, what my school called sense data. I could feel the trauma, 
and I could feel myself doing the thing I was doing and I could feel myself regretting it as I was doing it. But also I could feel myself refusing to stop. It was very intense. Uh, and and after, the, after after we did that, I said hi to all her classmates and and her teachers, and uh, we had a great we had a great party. It was fantastic. Thanks again, Dallas, for bringing me. And uh, wow. <laughs> but yes, I really want to reiterate how acting and role playing is kind of is really is the same thing. And I do when I say acting, I don't mean performing in front of an audience, even though I had an audience. When you're performing, you're just trying to become the character whether or not there's an audience. I know, I know there are different schools of acting that looks upon it differently. And I know role players sometimes also think about how entertaining they are, especially people who stream. But I would say it's more entertaining to watch someone who is completely in the moment, not caring or even knowing about the audience. Well, technically, uh, at some level, you should know about the fact that there is an audience, otherwise it's unethical. But you know, you get the point. The audience should not be present in your mind because it's not present in the character's mind. And just getting on stage getting all the backstory in my head and becoming Marielle for just the, the quick scene we did. It was absolutely wonderful. And if you listen to me so far and and you still, you're still not hooked on the way I like to role play, what, I, I'm not sure what are you am doing here. I mean, you, you, might, you might be up for the trans stuff. Sure. Um, oh, shirt. Um, Oh yeah, okay, actually, I was supposed to talk about trans stuff, but yes, um, I will add that, like, because the book, as I said, has some trans characters, one in particular that she started talking about. There was a particular scene I helped her with uh, concerning trans people, because she did the best from her knowledge about how to relate to this trans woman in her book. Now, this was a fantasy world, but there's still, like, she still wanted things to be kind of, you know, similar. Like, some things she reads magically instead of with medicine and things like that. But she still wanted it to be authentic. And she knows me, so she came to talk to me. And I read the scene, and I said, okay, sure. Um, this part here, not quite how it works. And this part here doesn't quite jive with, my, with how I am. Of course, different trans people are different. But other than being her sensitivity reader and pointing out things that might need to be changed, I also gave her some insight. There are certain aspects of being trans that cis people just will not understand um, and simply will not experience. And some of those things are physiological. Uh, transitioning medically is quite a journey. And I told her some of those secrets, <laughs> well, not secrets, some of those aspects, and she incorporated them into her story and she said the feedback she got after those changes were great and yeah of course they are so it's not it's not because i'm great i am but that's not the point uh the point is she wrote about something she didn't quite know she went to someone who does know she learned put that in her book and she was praised for it now the scene is wonderful and it's authentic and it's teaching the readers new stuff new authentic stuff and that is fantastic dallas you're listening and you're you're being a voice, this amazing, fantastic, and I love you. <laughs> and as always, tell us, thanks for fun. <laughs> okay, so I managed to tie it into trans stuff, even though she's bragging about my acting on stage. <laughs> oh, God, I am insufferable right now, aren't I? But moving on, I promised you a sonnet. And even though I have spoken about roleplay stuff, uh, last week I talked about LARPing again, live-action roleplay, and I talked about the vampire. And I wrote a 
series of four sonnets from the perspective of my character. It has some secret stuff, so don't tell my sire, please. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I am going to read that sonnet and I'll say goodbye because I, I got some playing to do. I got role playing tonight. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, this is my vampire Emmy. Emily. Uh, my Nosferatu. If, if you want the backstory, the background to it, you can read last week's episode. Here is the sonnet. They say in midst of life we are in death. They say that life is far too short to grieve. I bid you, mortal, cherish every breath and treasure every gift that you receive. Because one fateful day perhaps you'll find the safety you've enjoyed is but a lie. The demons lurking just beyond your mind might take your life without letting you die. If you had told me, I would not believe. As I enjoy the time we spent in play and warmth of family on Christmas Eve, I'd never see another Christmas day. Though death would come, relief would never be. Though void of life, I still cannot be free. I see his face at all times, not just when he's there with me with wicked grins so foul. I wish not to see those evil things again, his laughter or his oh-so-frightening scowl. I'm welcomed back to violence and abuse. His face reflects my painful, rotting hell. I would dream of escape, but it's no use. For truth be told, I am hideous as well. And all around me monsters walk the night. What scares me most, I wish I never knew. The wrong I am can never be made right. I fear him so. But I'm a monster, too. Oh, mother, father, sister, brother, please. Be safe, forget me, live your lives in peace. Then suddenly a whisper from behind. The hopes were shattered, dreams were torn apart. The first time since my death the voice was kind. Rekindled hope in my unbeating heart. It isn't right what has been done to you. She spoke with comfort, love was in her tone. She spoke once more for leaving from my view. We cannot speak, but no, you're not alone. I'm still confused and scared, the danger's great. But now I know not all is as it seems. We monsters be, there cannot be debate. But even monsters can have hopes and dreams. O oh, bearer of that voice so sweet and kind, Forever is your place within my mind. And for the first time since he took my life, I have a sense of purpose deep within. I'm not a fool, I know I'll walk in strife. But I'll be damned to let that bastard win. I've learned that Bella, for that be her name, has risen in the ranks and gained some clout. But with new gains there's also spite and blame. Past allies now to vengeance be devout. Among the worst of foes my sire stands. He dreams of Bella's violent demise. My loyalty this fiend from hell demands. He'll have my head if ever he should learn. Though now I am too weak and frail to stand. What strength I have is Bella's to command.
And that was Emmy's sonnet. Of course, you can't tell my sire because he'll have my head as I clearly stated in the sonnet. <laughs> All right. I mean, the next session is in autumn. I joined it at the last session of the term and then there's a summer break. But yeah, we shall see in September what's going to happen to poor little Emmy and uh, if she's able to stand side by side with Bella without getting killed by her sire. <laughs> That's scary. Um, yeah, Bella's player, uh, she's the one who invited me and she's amazing. It's Frida. I've talked about her a lot. She's a, she's, she's a Vengeance player in, uh, in Westmark. And she's taking me to a live karaoke band thing uh, on, on Thursday. That's going to be great. Uh, she, she helps me a lot. <laughs> More than I've just told you on this podcast. Um, did I, did I ever tell you she taught me to read mushrooms? I've always hated mushrooms, but it's always psychological. I just can't stand the texture. I know they might be really good, but I just can't have a mushroom in my head. But she taught me, like, she, her boyfriend cooked cooked them really well, and she's been, like, easing me onto different kinds of mushrooms, and I can eat mushrooms now. It's amazing. And I used to love singing, and I suck at singing because I'm voice dysphoric, and I have to avoid using the... Uh, the whole purpose of this podcast is me... Learning how to use my voice without tapping into those resonance, blah, 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 the timbre of, of associated with, with, with masculinity. And it's really hard to sing when you're having to block out parts of your resonance. But I'm getting there, and she's helping me with that too. She's so supportive. Anyway, um, I gotta get ready for game. Uh, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye.